Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. So welcome everybody. So glad you joined us today. We're embarking the rest of this month on a series that I'm calling the Spiritual Laws of Success. And uh, and, and we're going to have uh, some fun resources. I've gone back to really the beginnings of the science of mind to discover what some of the early writers had to say about success and how we might use spiritual principles to achieve that success. So we're going back to the creator of the law of attraction, Preston Milford. We're going back to the beginnings of the idea of the mental equivalent with Emmett Fox. And then I'm going to be using uh, Ernest Holmes to lead us through a, a discussion of cause and effect next week. Now, you might be asking, why now? Why, why talking about success when the world seems a, a bit confused right now, a, a bit in trouble right now with what's going on? Whether you're looking at the stock market or, or business indices, whether you're looking in the health sector, you might say, Larry, this is an odd time to talk about success. But... You might not know what I know about time. So the ancients had two ways of measuring time. There was the everyday time that you and I are familiar with called chronos. That was the word they used for it. And that measured out the days and the hours uh, much as we do. Of course, they didn't have watches, but through the use of the stars, through the use of the position of the sun overhead, you could accurately say, well, I'll meet you at midday in the square. And people would know what that meant. It was literally when the sun was directly overhead, people were used to watching for those kinds of of signs, and people could really measure time pretty accurately using chronos. But the other version of time that the ancients used is something that we're totally unfamiliar with, except in a, in a very few situations. It was called kairos. And what it meant was the auspicious time or the right time of things. And what I would like to suggest today is that we are in one of the most auspicious times on the planet. And so auspicious times means when, when is the time to act? When is the time to move? When is the time to initiate things? When is the time to harvest things? They had means of knowing when it was time to harvest the crops, not based on the calendar, but by the growth of the, the fields around them. They, they knew when it was time to harvest the grapes simply by testing the firmness of them. So all of these ideas of right timing I want to talk about today because I think we're in an unusual position both personally and in terms of the world right now. In fact, I think we almost have the trifecta of auspicious moments. For one thing, it's auspiciously the right time of year here in the, the northern hemisphere. Spring is always the perfect time for initiating new activities. We have that, that spring energy. I know a lot of my neighbors are out walking in the neighborhood. They feel uh, like it's time to get out, time to do things, time to initiate things. And so on our side is that spring renewal feeling. But also, haven't you noticed the planet itself is in renewal? And whether you're looking at some of the changes that have happened because of the slowdown of the pace of the planet, whether you're looking at the more introspective uh, ideas that are going on right now because people's routines have been upset, 
honestly, the time for making changes is when the world is in transition. That's when the opportunities can be found. That's when the newness will, will be embraced by other people who are also a little off balance, a little uh, not used to a new normal. And then, of course, the third auspicious thing that we have going for us is uh, is actually global warming and all of the activities and changes that are happening because literally our climate is changing a bit. And so never before, at least uh, in my walk on this planet, have we been faced with this sort of trifecta of opportunity. Now, I know some of you are saying, opportunity, it looks like danger to me. It looks like uh, craziness to me. And that, of course, is there too. Uh, when there are great opportunities, when there are great capabilities, it usually means there is some turmoil. It usually means that the newness that is present in the world can be off pudding. But, but it is also the perfect time for trying out newness. People are expecting and looking for newness, looking for new ways of being, looking for new ways of carrying out their, their desires. And therefore, everyone's scanning for that, that great new way of being. Everyone is interpreting the signs and the portents in ways that allow newness as never before. And so this month, the spiritual laws of success, I want to give you the tools for seizing this opportunity. Now, I can't give you the great ideas. Uh, we're going to work on those in a minute. The, the great ideas have to be yours. But what I do know is by using three key new thought tools, these spiritual laws of success, you can take a great idea that you have and very easily during this auspicious time, bring it through to fruition. Find great success in your own life. Okay, I think it's time for our joke. So a traffic officer stops a woman for exceeding the posted speed limit. He asks the driver her name, and she says, I'm Mrs. Shedalvie Zumanyaskigash Rechumanga from the Republic of Kyrgyzstan. I'm the attache to Dr. Berzinski, and I'm on my way to the Nanimbian Embassy. Well, the officer looks down at his ticket book and pen, he looks back at the woman through the window. He starts to make a note in his ticket book, but instead leans into the car a bit. He says, okay, but don't let me catch you speeding again. And so I think it's time to talk about laws. The joke, of course, talking about traffic laws, and you'll notice in the story, just because of the circumstances, uh, because of her name and uh, the police officer wondering how on earth he was going to write up the ticket with all those hard words in it, in a way she escaped the law. Do you know what I mean? Every now and then the human laws that we come up with can be either violated or escaped. But there are another couple laws that I want to talk about today that you just can't get around. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your name is. It doesn't matter what your position in life is. Natural laws and spiritual laws, by definition, we all get to follow them. They all work equally. So first, let's start off with natural laws. What about gravity? At least I don't know of anyone who can suspend gravity on their behalf, right? We drop a pen, it always goes down, <laughs> right? It's like we don't have any opportunity to bypass or bluster our way through a natural law like that. And in fact, of course, natural laws we can use to our advantage. The people who 
understood initially the laws of electricity have managed to create a world where illumination is is available all the time, have created a world in which so much of our modern life revolves. And so natural laws, they work the same everywhere. Uh, No matter where you go in the world, electricity will still perform its miracle. Gravity will still be in full force. They work for everyone. They're the great leveler. Doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor. Doesn't matter whether you have an unpronounceable last name or not. No matter where you are on the planet and no matter who you are, you can count on natural laws. Well, the third category of law is spiritual law, and they work very much like natural laws in that they're available to everyone, they're available regardless of who you are, and they're always in force. Like gravity, you just don't escape them. You're participating in them in every moment. So the three laws we're going to be using this particular month, the law of cause and effect, the law of attraction, and the law of mental equivalence are working all the time. And whether you know it or not, every success and every failure, every opportunity that you've ever taken, you have actually been using these laws already. And so my purpose this month is really to showcase how we can use these laws more productivity. Uh, Electricity always existed before Edison, before Benjamin Franklin, right? Early humans could look out in the sky and see electricity in the form of lightning. But what happened was later on, humanity figured out how to harness that power, how to allow this natural law to be productive in our lives. And what I plan to do this month is the same thing with these three spiritual laws. I plan to show you how to use them practically in your own life for the purpose of success. So what does success look like to you? What area in your life would you like to experience success? You know, there's a a good deal of information out there on success. And I found an article from Success Magazine that I wanted to briefly talk to you about. The article is by Alex Jasmine. And he says, first of all, we need to be aware of what success is not. Before we can truly pursue success, we need to understand that some of the obvious answers may not be true for you. And so sometimes people think that simply building wealth or having the perfect relationship, launching a certain kind of business or amassing a large social media following, sometimes people think that by definition those will bring success. The trouble is we're using success measured by other people and it may not be true for you individually. So don't assume that any of the formulas or the areas of success that other people have measured will be true for you. Oftentimes people will achieve some of these ideal successful scenarios only to discover they're unhappy. They're unhappy because they pursued the wrong definition of success, one that didn't match their values. It may have matched someone else's values, but it didn't match their values. The article goes on to talk about what success is. Success is when we set our goals, objectives, and trajectories based on what we desire, our own personal desire, not what someone else says, not what the media would plan out for us, not from the people maybe that we admire. We must set our own goals and aspirations. 
And so how do we find this path? What steps then do we take to achieve true success? The author goes on to say we need to answer some laser-specific questions. What truly matters to me? What are the things that set me on fire with passion? What do I want to make of my life? What lifestyle do I want to achieve? Who do I want to be? And what do I want people to say about me after I pass on? Let me review those questions again really quickly. What matters truly to me? What are the things that set me on fire, that create passion in me? What do I want to make of my life? And and what lifestyle do I wish to achieve? Who ultimately do I wish to become? And what, if if I could look back, what would I like people to say about me after I pass on? Now, the answers to these questions, and you'll discover it not only true for the the people at Success Magazine, but you'll discover it true for yourself as we work through these three principles of success, is that you need to be specific in your answers. It's not enough to say, what truly matters to me is happiness. You really need to be able to picture that happiness. You really need to be able to define that happiness. What does happiness then mean to you? What are the characteristics of it? What's involved in it? How would you know if you achieved it? And as we get into our homework a little later, you'll discover that it's important that we nail down that idea of truly what we want, how we would measure success in some degree in order to use the spiritual tools that we'll be using this month. I think where I'd like to go next, if you're willing, is a little experiential. I think I'd like to examine some of the areas in our life for for the potentiality of that being an area that we want to work on this month. We're going to be doing a focus on six areas of success in your life. So sit comfortably. Allow your eyes to close or become soft. We'll take a few deep breaths just to become calm and centered. Another deep breath. And just allow my voice to to guide you in asking and answering a few questions. The first area that I'd like to cover is health and vitality. Ask yourself, if I was completely successful in my goals for health, fitness, and vitality, what would that look like? What would true health and vitality look like in my life? And how would I know that I was successful? What would it really feel like to be successful if true health and vitality fitness and energy were mine right now, what would that feel like? And then ask yourself, more than anything else, is this what I desire? Is this the area that I would like to focus on? 
more than anything else is health and vitality. What I would like to make a commitment to. Next, I invite you to focus in on perhaps your living conditions. It might be your home or your car. It might be the surroundings that you find yourself in. And ask yourself if I was completely successful in my goals for my living conditions, what would that look like? How would I know that I was truly successful if my living conditions, if my home, if my car, if my neighborhood was exactly the way I would like it to be. What would it feel like to truly be successful in this area? Just picture the changes that might be necessary. Imagine what, what your life could be like if your living conditions were exactly the way you would like them. And then finally ask yourself, more than anything else, is this what I desire? Is this the area in which I'd like to focus? Is this the area that would make all the difference? If I could only choose one area in my life to improve, to find success in, would it be my living conditions? The next area that we'll focus in is the material world or your abundance. If I was completely successful in my goals for abundance, what would that look like? How would I know that I was truly successful? What would it feel like to be truly abundant and luxurious? to be truly successful in this area of the material world. Picture yourself with all of the resources you need to accomplish anything that you want. Feel that level of success. And then ask yourself, more than anything else, is this what I desire? Is this the area truly that I wish to focus on? Is this the area that would make all the difference? The next area of focus is relationships. If I was completely successful, in my relationship goals, what would that look like? How would my uh, long-term and short-term relationships and friendships look if I was completely successful in them? And what would it feel like to be successful in my relationships? Would the quality of love be different? Would friendships be deeper? Would there be greater intimacy? 
Once you have a sense of feeling truly successful in relationships, ask yourself, more than anything else, is this what I would choose? Is this the area of focus that I would like to take? The next area of potential focus is your work or your vocation or your calling. Ask yourself, if I was completely successful in my work, my vocation, or my calling, what would that look like? How would I know that I was truly successful in my service to myself and the world? What would it feel like to be successful? Imagine your work or your vocation, perhaps your way of being in service to the world. Imagine it just as successful as is possible. And then ask yourself, more than anything else, is is this what I desire? Is this where I would like to put my energy and my time? Is this how I would like to use the spiritual laws of success? Well, it's possible I may not have hit upon the area where you would like to make the most progress. So that last area I'd like to focus on is entirely within your own purview. Ask yourself, if I was completely successful in some other area of my life, it might be your spiritual life, it might be your recreational life, it might be some other area I haven't even thought of, but, but what would it look like if you were truly successful this other area? How would you know that you're successful in it? What would that feel like? What would the characteristics of it be like? Just take a moment and see yourself as being completely successful in that area. And then ask yourself, more than anything else, is this what I desire? Is this the area of success that I choose to focus on? Well, I invite you to come back into the awareness of your room. The purpose of this exercise was really to help us choose for the rest of this month and for the purposes of our homework this week to find an area in your life that you'd like to make a commitment to change. And so your homework this week, choose an area of your focus. It might be relationship, career, health, leisure, personal development, whatever it was in this meditation or, or perhaps in, in some other way, perhaps your intuition has brought you something that you wish to encounter more success on. 
And please uh, begin thinking about that. You know, the the quote from Success Magazine said we had to have a a laser-like view of what we want to achieve in the world, that that was necessary. And that's backed up by the, the great new thought writers as well that we'll be using. That part of the idea is clarity around what you truly want. So I invite you to maybe do a little bit of journaling this week or some other method of capturing in your own mind those areas in your life that you'd like to make a difference. Well, I want to close today with a a summary and a prayer. So in summary, today we talked about the auspicious moments for change. And I got to tell you, it's right now. The world is changing and you can ride that wave of change uh, or you can hang back. But I do want to tell you, when you're riding the wave of change, you can make an awesome difference in your life and in the world. We also talked about the differences and similarities between human, physical, and spiritual laws. Natural laws and uh, spiritual laws apply to everyone everywhere. They work in a definable and consistent way, and they're in effect whether you understand them or not. Also, they can be used to your advantage, and that's what we intend to do this month. So the rest of this month, we're going to be looking at how three important spiritual laws can be specifically directed in order to bring more success in some area of your life. So I'm going to close today, of course, with a prayer. There is one power, one presence, one life, and one goodness. And and what I know about this one thing is that it is everything that every measure of success that has ever existed is is within God, and therefore we have access to it. These spiritual laws of success created by God are in effect and working all the time, and it would be God's great pleasure that they be consciously used in my life. And so I, I take up that challenge. I say yes to the changes of the world right now and begin uh, clarifying how I'm going to use these spiritual laws to make my life better and how to make this a world that works for everyone. And I know the same can be true for you, that each person within the hearing of my voice has the power to define a spot in their life where they would like to make some progress, where they would like to to truly seize a hold of this auspicious moment and bring about a change that makes all the difference in their lives, their families' lives, their communities' lives, and the life of the world. It is possible. It is God's great pleasure to give us what we choose to have. And so for this, I give great thanks. For this, I understand that these spiritual laws are simply available and waiting. With a lot of love and gratitude, I release this prayer into the activity, into the action of the law itself. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Now is our time of conscious giving. I invite you, if you like, to to take your gift in your hand, to make a a plan to do an online donation, to to give your gift of love or service or, or a donation as you see fit. Just place it over your heart or mentally capture it in your mind and repeat after me. Graciously I give from a place of love, knowing that as I give so do I completely and lavishly receive. Thank you so much. 
Today, I'd like to close with a longer prayer from Ernest Holmes. This is from the book, This Thing Called You, which is the book that we're going to be using next week as we examine the law of cause and effect. I'll end with this prayer for success that he has in the book. This is Ernest Holmes, A Prayer for Success, from This Thing Called You. My knowledge that the great I am is ever available gives me an increasing capacity to draw upon it and to become inwardly aware of the presence of spirit. Through the quiet contemplation of the omni-action of spirit, I learn to look quietly and calmly upon every false condition and see through it to the other side of the invisible reality which molds conditions and recreates all of my affairs after a more divine pattern. And so with penetrating spiritual vision, I dissipate the obstruction, I remove all obstacles, I dissolve any influential wrong patterns. Standing still, I can watch the sure salvation of spiritual laws themselves. And so I now claim health instead of sickness. I claim wealth instead of poverty, happiness instead of misery. Every thought of fear or limitation is simply removed from my consciousness. I know that my word transmutes every energy into constructive action, producing health, harmony, happiness, abundance, and above all success. I know there is something at the center of my being which is absolutely certain of this and of itself. It has complete assurance and it gives me complete assurance that all is well. I maintain my position as a divine being here and now and I know that this consciousness of reality is the supply for my every need, physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. And I accept that supply in deepest gratitude. I am thankful that this is the way that life fulfills my needs and desires through the doorway of my inner self. And I'm thankful that I know how to use this perfect spiritual law. I come to this great foundation of supply in the very center of my being to absorb that for which I have need mentally physically and emotionally, and I am filled with the sense of reality, that which I desire. As I am filled with this reality, I permit it to flow into my world of thought and action, knowing that it brings peace, harmony, order, success all around me. There arises within me limitless faith in the unconquerable presence, the perfect law, and divine action. And so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. 
To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.